Ladies and gentlemen, the creator of Mickey Mouse and the Silly Symphony cartoons, Mr. Walt Disney. This ain't a spectator sport. Where do you think you are, Disney World? Get your strollers in line and hustle on the double. Move it. They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. Now I will raise the safety bar, and a ghost will follow you home. <laughs> just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Life isn't all that grim. Oh. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. What do we do? We swim. Right. W. Everybody and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. I'm your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 152 for the week of January 3rd, 2010. Happy New Year to you, and thank you for tuning in once again. We're going to kick off the new year with another top 10 list, as this week we look at an important aspect of many attractions and shows and one that enhances each with multi-sensory experiences. From the simplest illusions from classic attractions to the latest cutting-edge technologies, we'll examine the top 10 and more special effects in Walt Disney World. I'll announce some details about next week's special meet of the month, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. are so many things and ways and reasons that Walt Disney World is the very best of the best in every aspect of the experience, from exceeding our expectations to the level of service to the resorts, of course, the food, and most notably, the theme park attractions, shows, and experiences, because that's really where it always begins for people. Coming to Walt Disney World to enjoy the rides and be amazed at what they see and what they hear. And that level of exceeded expectation, that that mouth-agape wonderment that's found in children and adults alike, stems a lot from Disney's use of incredible new technologies to constantly raise that bar and that level of amazement. And from Walt Disney's own revolutionizing of the filmmaking industry to his use of technology to create and constantly approve upon Disneyland, we have all been consistently blown away by some of the amazing effects we see on rides, on stage, and on screen. So today, we want to look at our top 10, and yes, top 10's in quotes because you know it will be more, special effects in Walt Disney World. And when you hear top 10 and the special effects used to make him so darn handsome, you think of none other 
than Tim Foster, author of the Guide to the Magic series of books and really the special effects wizard behind every single issue of Celebrations Magazine. Tim, welcome back. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Are you saying it's all done with mirrors? It's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Merry Christmas to you and everybody. Yeah, and like I said, let's just get this out of the way. Should we just start calling these our tops in Walt Disney World list? Because we know, although, again, we haven't talked about our lists, we know it's going to be more than 10. Well, every time I get a note from somebody about them, they do change the title to top 837 dash 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 or something. It's just top 10 plus honorable mentions. It's always your fault, though, so... Yeah, but you're sneaky because you do it but while you talk one. about – yeah, you, you, you talk about six attractions at one time. I at least save mine and separate them till the end. So well, I got a three-in-one coming up here. Yeah, I figured. So unless, you beat, unless you beat me to it. <laughs> That's why I always have backups because I know there's overlap. <laughs> so yeah, this is another one when we started talking about this idea that I thought was going to be super easy, you know, with, with – uh, Yeah. You know, so a couple of them coming to mind right off the bat – but then I got dangerous and I started to actually think about it and I tried to get creative and not forget anything because I think there are some that may not be so obvious. And I will tell you that I did not limit it to attractions per se. And then, of course, I start playing lawyer and say, well, what constitutes a special effect? You know, is a technique, is a filmmaking technique, a special effect? I don't know what parameters you use. This is going to be an interesting list to see. Well, once again, I, I, I went for – I kind of went for subtle and simple, but once again, you kind of caught me. See, I followed the rules that you had laid out, so. That's your like first I, mistake, right? I didn't go <laughs> off the board and think of, you know, something that's on the buses or something you saw in your hotel balcony or whatever it is you got on your list here. I, I stuck to attractions like I was told. I um, <laughs> depending on how many on my list you actually steal. Right, so. all of mine pretty much are attractions. There's a, there's one or two little Tim Foster. Hey, go with me here's, on my oh, honorable my. mention list. My, I did put a self-imposed rule on mine, but I'm hesitant to say it because um, you might have broken that rule, and that would make <laughs> you seem awfully silly. So. So when it comes to starting off, I don't know if I should be courteous and let you go first. Are we just so far past that in our relationship right now and let myself go first so you don't steal mine? But in the, in the holiday spirit, which has recently passed, but I still have it anyway, I will let age well, age go first. Anyway, you can go first. Well, well I was going to say, I don't recall the last <laughs> time you pulled the door open for me, so... <laughs> All right. Well, since we're starting out here, I'm, my first stop is Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, which is uh, chock full of special effects, as you know. But um, one of my favorite one, the recent addition, is the Davy Jones waterfall in the beginning. And uh, I remember the first time I saw it, um, I wasn't really expecting it. I didn't know it was on there. And, and I thought it was just simply amazing. And I, I love, well, <laughs> in my uh, interest of uh, you know scaring people next to me, small children, older people, <laughs> I do sometimes like to tell the person next to me that you knew we were going to get wet, right? As I point ahead to the waterfall and they go, no, what are you talking about? So, but I find it really cool as you go under to just look up and back over your head as you pass through it. And, 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 uh, 
watch the light shimmering against the uh, fog curtain. So, a very cool effect. I guess similar to the one in uh, Fantasmic on the on the water curtains when they project images on there. But a very welcome addition to Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm sure we'll run into this a lot in this list, an attraction where we could go on and on and spend the whole top ten talking just about the Pirates of the Caribbean itself. But that was the effect in Pirates that I picked out. I would say great minds think alike, but um, I don't know which one of us would be the great mind. But I actually had that. That was the first thing that came to mind. And I'll tell you, no, but I bumped it to my honorable mention list. But I do agree with you. I can bump it off. Right. (laughs) So um, Pirates of the Caribbean is one that has so many uh, special effects, quote unquote, many of which have been in use since day one in Disneyland. I come to think of the we look at it now, relatively simple burning town, the fire effect, Mm -hmm. which, according to legend, is something that brought uh, chaos when the fire marshal came in because he thought Disney was using real fire in Disneyland. Simple effect, 30-some-odd years later, still holds its own very, very much so. But again, the the water fog effect, so well done and continues to sort of blow people away. And I'm I'm sure when you take first-timers, when you're done scaring them in the cavern scene— they look yeah. at that and just everybody reaches up and they try and grab it and, and really, really well done. Yeah. But we do think alike because I, mm-hmm. too, started off my list with a classic attraction. And I was I was so happy you didn't steal this one because for me... It's probably my next one. I'm, I'm sure, sure it is, and I hope I'm stealing it from you to make you panic. For me, and I think I would almost put this as the top of my list, I think the stretching room in the Haunted Mansion... It's such a, a simple, classic, special effect. Again, you're going back to 1963 when it was done in Disneyland's Haunted Mansion, really as a matter of necessity because the, the stretching room really was an elevator that goes down to get people to the tunnels that go underneath the railroad tracks, getting them outside the berm in Walt Disney World, not to spoil the magic. We know the ceiling rises. Still so what? very impressive. I, shh. What? And make sure, make sure, Tim Foster and friends, and and you'll love this because it'll give you a chance to scare people even further. Stay to the very end, you know, sort of hang out as much as you can in that stretching room after the rest of the crowd has started to walk towards the doom buggies because some of the new effects and the new sound effects and the new sort of spatial audio that they have in there is just wonderful. Um, I think the stretching room remains a classic. It still wows people every time they go in. That being said, quick Tim Foster, other did you have anything for Haunted Mansion as far as special effects? So Haunted Mansion was next on my list. Well, then so I will let you right say there. <laughs> <laughs> I will segue then to you and your Haunted Mansion list. <laughs> well, <laughs> demented minds do think alike because I did have Haunted Mansion next on my list, but I, I went right for the big one. I think everyone's favorite effect in mind, the ballroom scene. Um, just a classic. I think the, the thing on my list, and it might be the same with yours, with the exception of some of these, we're really talking about really simple effects that go way back and, and aren't depending on the latest and greatest 3D holographic virtual reality technologies and all that kind of thing. Um, but it's amazing how effective they are today. Um, uh, with the ballroom scene in particular, the the I don't know how far back the effect goes, the Pepper's Ghost illusion with the projecting the images on a pane of glass. Sorry if I spoiled that for anybody out there. Um, 
but you know, just an amazing effect. I'm still wowed every time I see it. And of course, there's so much to see in that room, no matter where you look. And um, curious too, as you go around Walt Disney World, you'll see that effect employed uh, in other places. Um, I remember in Spaceship Earth in the old finale, which in case nobody knows, I really miss it. Yeah, haven't said that 127 times, I think, <laughs> up till now. Um, but yeah, remembering the scenes with the, uh, the archaeologist and, and the mother reading to her child and all that, kind of utilizing the same effect with the reflections of, of figures on the other opposite side of you to portray that uh, translucent ghostly image and, and that sort of thing. But uh, So yeah, that's where I went in the Haunted Mansion, right to the ballroom. And I did want to give a shout out to your favorite, my favorite, Little Leota. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, and it, I sort of went back and forth between the ballroom effect and the stretching room, and, and I was going to sort of lump it all in as, as the Haunted Mansion itself, because there are so many wonderful different effects. Like you said, so many of them, Tim, have stood the test of time. Like Tim Foster, they've stood the test of time. Hey. The Pepper's Ghost effect, the the, the portraits, the, the, the changing portraits, uh, and so many other things. Now we have the new portraits in the attic that appear and disappear uh, with Constance the Bride, the Leota head, before mm-hmm. the the static Leota head, now the floating Leota head, the projection on our on our favorite little girl, little Leota. <laughs> even even this I, one of the things I love so much, we have this sort of new room now that the endless staircase room. We also have the simple, uh, the, the the eyes on the wallpaper. I mean, each room has a, a different special effect that's just wonderful. I mean, the Haunted Mansion is, I, I think, far and away, um, you know, top to bottom, just full of amazing, amazing special effects that really do stand the test of time. Well, I think even the the rotating busts in the library, I mean, I know how they're done, and it's extraordinarily simple, but it, it's still, I'm still following them every time I go in there. Like following them, turning around, watching me. Ooh. So, I'm assuming everybody knows how they're done. So I won't spoil it for those who don't. But is your book called Guide to the Magic or Guide to Spoiling I, the Magic? I'm not, I wasn't sure. I didn't you spoil read- anything, <laughs> Mister. Uh, what, what did you say? The the ceiling stretches. Thanks for pulling that rug out from under me. Jeez. And, I think I lost a bet somewhere. So. So the. We're talking about, and it's funny how other than sort of the fog curtain, we're talking about these simple effects that impress us so much, really put to the top of our list. The second on my list carries that forward as well. And I think it's a great example of a technique that's used, and you can call this a special effect or not. But I think flying over the city of London, which you, which is, is an incredible use of forced perspective, in Peter Pan's flight is just spectacular. And that's why Peter Pan's flight all year round, day and night, has a 50-plus minute wait because not only was it the first and maybe only other one with Soren, attraction that gives you that feeling of flight, but looking down and seeing the cars going down the streets of London, uh, the the, the boats on the Thames and, and Big Ben, the Tower Bridge, that changing scale of the buildings and the lighting windows. Tim, it's not, I mean, again, you can call it a special effect or not, but it's so, so very simple, but yet so very effective. Don't lie. You go for the mermaids. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why do you have no. to go? Why do you have to turn it there? <laughs> so. It was either that or food, but I don't remember any food being on that ride. So there's actually cookies in next to the oh, Raggedy Ann and Andy. <laughs> See, tables. you would know that, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> Now, hey, undoubtedly one of my favorite scenes, the little cars driving through the streets. I love it. I always point that out to everybody, and they get a kick out of that. And, and I will who, say, have you been, I don't know if you've been to Disneyland, seen their version, which I think hmm. pluses it up just a, a little bit because the star field in Disneyland is just amazing, amazing to see. Very I sense cool. a Celebrations Magazine research trip in our future, just so you I know. like it. I like where your mind's at. I like that. (laughs) Unlike yours, which is thinking about the mermaids. But please move on to the next in your list. All right. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave this subject way in my rearview mirror here. So Uh, my next one, um, this next one is is one of the few on my list that does actually make some use of new technology. And it's the interaction that you experience at the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor and Turtle Talk with Crush. Um. I remember the first time I experienced uh, Monsters, Inc. and wasn't sure what to expect. I was, I was really amazed and kind of dumbfounded on how they did that, how the monsters interacted on screen with the audience in real time. Um, did they plant these people in the audience? How did they do that? But um, it really is an amazing combination of uh, uh, you know, animation and uh, acting by some very talented cast members hiding in the back somewhere. Again, sorry to spoil that surprise for people who think the monsters really are talking to you. But um, it's really amazing. A lot of fun to watch. And, and I think the best part of both those shows is because of the interactive nature of it and that it's it's changing. You can really see them over and over and have a new experience every time. Um, I'm just trying to find the optimal spot in Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor where I won't be picked on, which I always seem to do. I'm buying churros for everybody again, apparently. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, very, very cool technology that, that brings these characters to life. And if you haven't seen it, make, uh, definitely a must-see. I, uh, I agree with you 100%. And, and we'll talk some more because in my list I do have some things about some of that interactive technology. I think you know what a big proponent I am of that, how the experiences are so much less passive as we're going forward, Disney's really making the audience be engaged in what's going on, either in the attraction or on screen, whatever it might be. Turtle Talk with Crush, great example of that as well. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming in the future. But the next on my list is not a singular attraction per se, but it is a use of technology that we've seen, sort of seen, throughout the years on a number of of different rides and attractions and experiences, and it is the smell it, sir. What's that smell? (laughs) And if you've been on Soarin', Horizons, Spaceship Earth, even on Main Street USA, you know where you can probably sense that Disney uses a technique that actually they created back in in Wet, Wet Enterprises by an Imagineer named Bob McCarthy, who developed something called a smell it, sir machine sort of like the the howitzer it pumps out smells into so for example that volcano smell in universe of energy the rome burning one of my Mm -hmm. favorites Mm -hmm. in spaceship earth we've talked about that to death who can forget the uh, (laughs) the uh, the orange groves in horizons 
the myriad of smells, including the ocean and the pine needles in Soren, as you walk by the bakery, or in my case, stop by the bakery on Main Street, USA, they pump that smell out of fresh baked cookies. It's also in other attractions in the land, a, a number of different places throughout the, the theme parks. And I think it's just done so well and really enhances the experience because now it, it's so much more of a sensory experience beyond just what you see and what you hear. It's what you smell and it might not always be a conscious experience, but if you know it and you look for it and you become accustomed to it again, I, I remember the orange groves and horizons still sticks with me to this day. And I think uh, it's just done so, so well and continues to be used, you know, even in some of the new attractions. Well, I, you disappoint me. You didn't mention your favorite one. It, it's not going to be the, the skunk in Journey to Imagination. No. <laughs> Chili dogs. Yeah. I, it, the effect is well done. <laughs> Do I like the, the burping chili dogs? Not so much. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, well, my next one. This is a case of, of a very, very, very simple effect, but one I just... I, I just fell in love with and love seeing it over and over again. And this is over at the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And there's a couple of effects in there that I really like. One of my, my favorite scene is uh, the sleeping Winnie the Pooh as you enter the scene and, and then you see his dream self float up above him as the lights do. Again, very, very, very simple effect. It's kind of obvious how it's done, but um, the very effective and and very charming and I also love the rain effects in the next scene as you see the raindrops fall and the little light ripples um, uh, what's the correct word for billowing ripples on a pond I think it's the billowing ripples on the pond okay. as you, as <laughs> you see them go billow? I don't know do ripples billow? I don't know that's why I didn't think uh, they ripple the rippling the name, how about the one just the, the rippling effect it's the name ripple yeah and, and actually um Rain effects are, are very cool. As you go around to different attractions, um, you'll see them done in all kinds of different ways, whether it's in Pirates or the land uh, or anything else. But I think my favorite one is in, in Many Ventures of Winnie the Pooh, and it's um, – I don't know what about it. I think the way the effects are done, it, it just really conveys the, the, the innocence and charm of the ride itself, and, and I just think they're very effective. Again, very simple, but just – it's a little – Another instance of a very simple effect having a very big uh, big impact on you as you're going through and experiencing the attraction. And, like and I think that holds through, true for a lot of the dark rides, especially ones yeah. in Fantasyland. I mean, some of the things even in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and I talked about Peter yeah. Pan's flight, some of the other, and Winnie the Pooh is a great example because it they are so simple, uh, and, and it does have such a, a childlike, innocent storybook feel to it. I, I actually love... The transition from how everything is in 3D, all the sets are in 3D, all the characters in 3D, until you get into the dream sequence and everything becomes flat. Right. And you can tell that you're now in the Heffalump and Woozle dream sequence. Uh, again, you go right back to those simple techniques. I, however, am going to take a leap forward for the, really, for the first time <laughs> with new technique. And it's something that when I first saw it, and I still, when I take people for the first time, it's that oh wow moment in the seas with Nemo and friends. Oh! Uh-huh, right? When you ah. see those fish 
uh, you know, those animated fish swimming among, among the real marine life in that mm-hmm. five and a half million gallon saltwater tank, that is very, very impressive. Whether it's uh, Crush and whether you see Nemo and Dory and then you see Peach on the, on the, uh, on the glass wall, just so, so well done, uh, you know, how they do it. Uh, and I don't even know how they do it. I don't care how they do it because I think it's just incredibly impressive and, and a great use of new technology and a new special effect. I assume they did it by bringing Nemo and Dory and just dumping them in the water. Isn't that how they did it? Right? <laughs> That's exactly how they did it. <laughs> okay. I, I thought I was missing something. But uh, just, I, just so you know, when I said the seas with Nemo and friends, I was yeah. back and forth between Turtle Talk with Crush being the, you know, the, the, the effect that I wanted to highlight or the effect of them in the tank. And I just think that is just... It's something that we hadn't seen before and really, again, set and raise the bar. Right. Now, interestingly, I had that on my list, believe it or not, and I'd skipped over it. So uh, so kudos. Yeah, I agree. I, I, love, I love that when I first saw it. Still trying to figure out. I think I kind of know how they do it, but I'm sure 100 people will email us to tell us how they do it. Uh, let's see. Well, this, I think we're on number five, actually, if we're sticking to that magic number of 10. <clears throat> five, 5A, whatever, yeah. Um, all right, well, I'm going to do a 5A because I got a 5B in my back pocket. But uh, again, this is another one. Very, very simple. But still for uh, f- people who are touring the first time that I'm with or people who have been there and have never noticed this before, I, I love to point out to them in Future World and Epcot at nighttime to look at the ground uh, over by Interventions and see the fiber optic displays that are embedded into the cement. And I, I remember the first time I saw them, I, I stayed there for I don't know how long, just, just watching them, watching the color swirl, watching them fade and come back and, 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 and shimmer in the evening twilight. And, uh, but everybody I see that I show it to hasn't seen it before. They're, they're dazzled. They're amazed by it. Again, very simple effect. It's quite obvious what it is, but not something you really see a whole lot. And, um, and again, it just adds to that whole futuristic mystique of future world and, and did a lot to me the first time I saw it to convey the city of the future idea that Epcot's all about. And what I like about that effect, like so many others, is that it's unexpected. You don't go mm-hmm. looking for it. It's not in an attraction or a show. It's something you really just sort of happen upon as you're wandering through or as you're making your way out at night. But I agree wholeheartedly. Relatively simple effect, but still very impressive and I know a lot of people really like to look for that so yeah, and very cool to show to someone if you catch it at a cycle where they're off and they're just looking and then all of a sudden the whole ground just starts glowing and swirling it's, it's very cool very cool you have that I at might, the Tim I Foster one compound in my basement. right I, was, well, I thought you would have it out by the pool I might <laughs> I have to get my little uh, my little tiny 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 screwdriver and poke a bunch of holes in the ground so <laughs> or right. I, whatever they did so so for my fifth one, um, I have a five and a six on my list because I was back and forth between right, well, these two. I have a six, two. too, so we'll make it 12. All right, so we'll make it 12. Why not? <laughs> Ring in the new year with 12. Okay. So I think the next on my list, and, and one that I find very, very impressive, and I, and I recommend taking one of the backstage tours so you can learn more about this, is the stage and screen over at the American Adventure. 
both of which individually are impressive on their own, collectively make for one of the best overall experiences and use of technology in Walt Disney World. Remember, the stage itself, Tim, 130 by 50 feet. So it's about half the size of a football field. You've got these incredibly realistic and lifelike audio animatronic characters. The scene changer, which is improperly referred to sometimes as the war wagon, is this 175-ton housing underneath the stage using hydraulics and uh, air compression and water that gives movement to the characters and changes the scenes in this incredible framework. And if you take the... uh, God, I can't remember what the the backstage tour, the backstage magic seven-hour tour, I believe they still take you behind the American Adventure and you can see all the audio animatronics and the scene changer from backstage. And what an incredible technological and architectural and engineering feat that is the the screen itself again 28 feet high 155 feet long the largest screen like that ever used uh all in all i mean there's so many incredible special effects that are put together individually you put them all together and beyond the story and the music and the environment that i think is what makes the american adventure such an important and powerful show in Walt Disney World and certainly worthy of being on the list. Very cool. I have a question for you. Very though. cool? That's all That's all I get? I get very cool? Oh, yeah, you get a follow-up question. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Solicitor. Um, you say improperly dubbed the War Wagon. For those of us who think it is properly dubbed that, why is it improper? I was corrected by a... Uh, Correct me, because I assumed I was, was corrected proper. by a cast member that that, that, that term was mm-hmm. not one that was dubbed to it. I, I I neither claim that it is correct or incorrect. It's something I was told twice by cast members. Who knows? The war wagon sounds good to me. <laughs> it's something that I've I referred to it, it as. I was sticking with it. So. I just didn't want to be yelled at <laughs> because I know the cast members listen. So you can uh, or hey. cannot choose to call it the war wagon. Well, they can think what they want. I'm still going to call it that anyway. So. That's, that's Tim Foster at Guide at spoilingthemagic.com. Well, it sounds better than scene changer. Come on now. But, um, no, I, I agree. Very, very, very impressive. And actually, you brought up one thing, um, and I don't, you still have one more to go, right? Or was that your last one? I kind of have, a li- well, I have one more in my honorable mention no. list. So. <laughs> now, one thing I noticed, and uh, on my last one, I still don't have it, but I went into my list, and it sounds like you kind of did the same thing. Just avoiding audio animatronics in general as a special effect, even though they are very rightly so. But I think that's that's a whole other conversation for another time because we could just talk about that all all night long. So, um, and I actually course, have your I, next one is an audio animatronic. I'm going to feel kind of silly right now. No, it's not. And when I did the Seven Wonders of Walt Disney World, that's one that right. You know, unanimously, everybody felt should be on a list. I don't remember what show it is. It's it's way, way back in the early right. days of WW Radio. But but certainly, yeah, we could talk about individual audio. Maybe there's one for you. Top 10 audio animatronic figures in Walt Disney World. Perhaps next time on Top 10. Yeah, but I'm done now. So so was that your <laughs> was that your 5B6A? No. Uh, no, I just wanted to point that out because I thought that was I, – I wasn't sure if you were having animatronics on your list because I was going to say that from the start. But 
figuring if I did, I'd ruin your list, like you've done with mine a few times when you set yourself imposed <laughs> rules that I wasn't privy to. But now my last one, um, uh, this, this is kind of a blast from the past for me. One of my favorites, not around anymore. I miss it. This is an attraction. You either loved it or you hate it. The extraterrestrial alien encounter. Um, <clears throat> I loved the Skippy teleportation scene in the pre-show area. Ah, welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of XS. You may call me Sir. That is S I R, which stands for Simulated Intelligence Robotics. What do you want, Skippy? No, you may not get out. You are a lucky volunteer. Again, kind of simple. Um, well, actually, not that simple because I'm not totally sure how it was done. But <laughs> the uh, the whole combination of uh, the fog, uh, the little animatronics do slip them in there a little bit, um, and the, and the special effects and sound and so forth. A very cool effect having Skippy teleport from one tube to the other and then getting all fried and turned into a fritter. Poor Skippy. Um, yeah, they they still utilize the same equipment in the setting to not the same effect though. they don't quite do it the same way they did before so it's not quite as I think awe-inspiring as it was when it was in its original incarnation but uh, an effect I always enjoyed when the attraction was there um, I'm one of those people that missed the attraction I loved it very much and um, I know you're a great fan of Stitch so I know you applaud the change in Tomorrowland Lou but you have to give me Skippy listen I love me my Skippy. I do. And I was sad to see Skippy go. And we we have some semblance of... of There's still a Skippy. There's still, yeah, we still have something, but it's not quite the same. And I, and I do agree with you. So uh, I think that was worthy of a 6B subsection, <laughs> a, whatever it is you called it. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to kick my feet up, get something to eat, relax, while you embark on your honorable mention list of 120 items. Well, I want to ask you about the next ah. one because I, I had it I had it actually higher on my list and then I moved it down. I put on an honorable mention that I put it back on the list and I had first termed it in in, in uh, as far as a single attraction and really it's more so the technology itself and I think it's one that is still in use in a few places but I think is very much overlooked possibly even underappreciated but I think still is a great effect and I think still well done and I'd like to see it used some more enough lead in Lou I think the circle vision films ah so I was gonna say reflections of China and you would have been like what are you possibly talking about I love reflections of and we have O Canada with Mm -hmm. everyone's favorite Canadian John uh, Martin Short (laughs) but this 360 degree motion picture technology that Disney used as far back as the 50s when they developed this camera. We saw it used and refined later on in things like, and I thought you were going to go here, the Timekeeper yep. with Nine yep. Eye and La Visionarium when it was in Disneyland Paris. Uh, favorite? You know, I was kind of sad when the Timekeeper went away because I like these attractions. I think Reflections of China is, is well done. I think O'Connor is very well done. I think it is a great use of, of the technology, and that's why I said, is this something you call a special effect, or is this, you know, like forced perspective? Is this really more of a filmmaking technique? But I think it was just unique enough that it should be on the list. 
I go for filmmaking technique, but you sold me. All right. So good. That was my <laughs> that was my 5A. Now you can kick back, put up All your right, feet, grab a cinnamon <sighs> mocha choppa frappe latticino as I go through now my Let me list. get my nachos together. Okay. All, right, All right, go. So here's, here's one of two that were not quote-unquote attractions per se. They don't take place in a building and you don't have to sort of wait online for it. But I think the Illuminations Inferno Barge and the Globe is a very impressive special effect. Those LED screens on that sphere that opens up and the torch that rises out from it and tells that story, no one else has that. I mean, that was revolutionary and still is one of those things that as an effect, when it opens up like that, like a lotus flower and the torch comes out, is one of those awe-inspiring special effects. Yay or nay, Tim Foster? You're going to make me cry. Oh, God, if I can make you cry on the show, podcast gold. Uh, No, agree wholeheartedly. I also uh, love uh, Postscript to Illuminations when they're lasering a good night message or something similar on Spaceship Earth from all the way across the lagoon. I think that's really amazing as well. Simple things make simple happy. things. And along with that, I also had wishes on my honorable mention list because I think the pyrotechnic special effects that are used and the displays on the castle and just the hundreds of individual pieces of pyrotechnics that they use, not just for wishes, but certainly for illuminations as well, I think are great effects. And that's why these fireworks displays are such an important part of the theme park experiences. Tinkerbell. Exactly. But she flies. Let's not let's just leave it at that, Mr. Spoilthemagic.com. In, now, I know you can't relate to this next one, but trust me, Tim Foster. Uh, if you were to ride on the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I'm scared. And, and as your vehicle moves up the elevator shaft and appears briefly and looks down that endless hallway. And then you move up again to the upper floors and you're ride vehicle moves out on the track and into the lift chamber. Those effects of the the floating family and some of the Twilight Zone symbols and the lightning and the electricity in that darkened hallway, I think are very, very impressive special effects. As is, look, you, you can call the random drop sequence a great special effect because it changes your ride experience every single time. Can I ask for a late Christmas present from the good folks at Disney? I actually had a dream this happened once, that much like Mission Space, they would make a chicken version of Tower of Terror so I could go in and see the effects but get off before they start dropping me all over the place and making me queasy. So have you actually never, have you never ridden Tower of Terror? No, I've, rid- I've ridden it. It's, I'm just a sensitive stomach, so I'm not really inclined to do it that often, but... I, I agree. The whole the, the special effects are amazing and and seriously regrettable that not everybody is able to experience the attraction because of the thrill um, component to it, um, which is a shame because you it's, it's truly an amazing experience even beyond the, the the dropping itself, even the walking through the lobby, which we've talked about time and time again. So. So come on, chicken ride, chicken ride, please. <laughs> chicken ride tower. Just bring you up and then let you out bring once me you up walk and your then way down. Just, just drop me down. Yeah, you know, kind of slow. It's like an elevator. You know, <laughs> let me look out top. I'll scream if you want me to scream so it sounds like something's going on. But, but please, I just want to see the effects. 
Well, another but attraction where Tim Foster it. screams like a girl, and I think it's filled Barnes with... Farmer? Close. Close. Uh-huh. Um, I, I assume that you've ridden and enjoyed and received the requisite carpal tunnel syndrome from Toy Story <laughs> Midway Mania. Oh, yes. In Disney's Hollywood <laughs> Studios. That, the 3D Love. technology there is a far leap from earlier technology, especially if you keep in mind the fact that you're in motion and there's so much going on, there's not that sense of disorientation. There's a great use of that feeling of 3D when the things are coming at you. That in and of itself, I think, is a great special effect. I think Mr. Potato Head in the queue, usually that's where you bow out at the chicken exit, but Mr. Potato Head, that leap forward in audio animatronics in that he interacts with you and he takes off his ear and does things he like that. it back in! And he How sings. Cool is that? And his lips move. And his lips move. His lips move. I mean, it, that is a great example of a great leap forward in, in audio animatronics. Uh, here's one that I, I thought you were actually going to say, I think that you're going to love because we have the sentimental attachment to this Uh-oh. pavilion and other places that you can find this. I think the jumping fountains on the yeah. second level outside of, of the Imagination Building are so simple. But you, I defy you, Tim Foster, yeah. to find me a kid that you haven't scared as yet that doesn't like <laughs> to go up there and play and stick his face or his hand or whatever or his sister into the jumping fountains. His sister? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you didn't accuse me of, of standing an innocent child up there not knowing what was coming because I'd never do anything like that. That would be mean. Um, but it's funny you mentioned imagination because I so wanted to put the disappearing butterfly on there, but I thought you'd laugh at me, so I didn't. Why should, should, I still- why should today be any different <laughs> than any other day? <laughs> now, you know, it's funny because I, I really did want to put um, something in from the Imagination Pavilion and um, – uh, it's kind of strange because you think – I mean it is filled with special effects, but um, I couldn't really pick out one that stood out to me other than the final fiber optic purple room, which I really, really like, but wasn't quite ready to call it a special effect. But uh. I think at the time, the original Journey to Imagination was filled with great special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially at the end when the walls came down and, and we had the rousing finale. Um, to a certain degree, you have a few. I, I wouldn't have laughed at you too, too much, at least not on the show, about the disappearing <laughs> butterfly because I know that, that uh, my five-year-old is very impressed with that as well. So somebody, <laughs> somebody has to tell me how they do it. That's in the next. That's in, that's in Guide to Scare, not Guide to Spoiling the Magic Volume do. Um not, you know, I, I didn't know if I should call this a special effect or not, or is it just basically a, a ride system? But I think uh, that sort of go with me, go with me here, it. Tim Foster fans. That transition from the Imagineer playing with his Erector set to creating that lift system for Soren that is just so impressive, that gives you that sense of flight. Is it a special effect combined with the screen and the wind and the spells? I don't know. I felt it worthy enough to just mention in passing. I must rule against you on this one. And that's why it's not on my main list. (laughs) Impressive nonetheless. That's top 10 ride mechanical system conveyor belt 
buggy things. All right, so, and that and that's why it's here because I want I invite discussion about these. I'm not saying that, and that's why it's not on the list. It's an honorable quote mention. Now, of you, course, ten fails will come in. That's my favorite special effect of all time. What are you talking about? And look, and and I was going to say this at the end. Like all of these lists, I mean, they are certainly by no stretch of the imagination meant to be or intended to be definitive list they are so so very subjective and i'm going to invite people to call in and email and yell at tim with his egregious oversights and misstatements <laughs> but, <laughs> but i want to hear other people's opinions as well now you have ridden the green <clears throat> version of mission space yeah once okay well once is enough because i think some of Wait. the effects in mission space are very impressive. They're impressive special effects. And look, if you do ride the orange version and you get that sense of liftoff and the G-forces and that weightlessness, it's very, very impressive. So long as you don't get sick. I I got out relatively unscathed. I was just a little dizzy. That's all. (laughs) But it it was one of those things where, sadly, it would have been an attraction I did once but never would have done again. But I do appreciate that they made the um, Tim Foster-friendly version. If they would only do that to some other attractions there, I'd be a happy boy. Well, I think your prayers were... I want to say you do Rock and Roller Coaster without making you go upside down. You think they can do that? Well, here's one Here's one for you. And I, and I honestly thought you were going to mention this, which is part of the reason why I put it on my list. Because I think this is so Tim Foster speed and arguably really one of my favorite attractions. I think Mickey's Philhar Magic... Mm. has a number of great special effects. I mean, that that Thanks. world's largest seamless projection screen, the 3D, again, the smells that are used, that very sort of immersive experience in there, even just how the stage and the theater sort of disappears around you because of the creative Where does it of go? It. Where does it go? When it goes up, where does it go? It's Why can't you just leave it as, in that it's Disney magic? Come on. You're not going to make me cry. You're not going to do it. If I wanted to make you cry, I would forcibly restrain you and make you ride dinosaur. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that would make me scream. (laughs) Because I think the vehicles, those, you know, enhanced motion vehicles that you find on dinosaur, I think are are done very, very well on Indiana Jones uh, Adventure in Disneyland. And yes, I know it's it's pretty much the same attraction. Uh, I think the way that your vehicle moves through your environment there and has that motion simulator effect is a great special effect and certainly enhances that experience as opposed to if you just you went through on an Omnimover type system. I mean, the, the attraction is as good as... They, they're both as good as they are simply because of the vehicle itself. And I actually remind me, uh, my... I, I Actually, I do love Dinosaur. I will ride that over and over again. I can handle that one. Um, but the the matter of how loud it is, it was the first thing I thought of when you said that. And it actually brought to mind something I think we all have glossed over and could be another show on itself, or the use of sound as a special effect. Um, whether I think my favorite's probably the whoosh and PhilharMagic that you just mentioned as you fly up above the clouds. But again, I think that's a top 10 in of itself, but you know, just as integral to the special effects scheme. I absolutely agree and mark that down as a potential top 10, although I'm going to claim the spatial audio in the stretching room as my top, as one of the ones on my list. Oh, that's right, right. That's right. That's right. Oops. No, but I, I agree. I agree. And, <sighs> but you make a great point. 
in that special effects aren't necessarily just something that you see. It's something that you hear. It could be something that you touch. Uh, it could be something that you smell or in many cases, taste. <laughs> so, uh, and, I, and that's why I wanted, I said, the list is very, very subjective because what impresses us, or in your case, Tim, scares you, might be something that people really enjoy. And that's why I want people to call into the voicemail 888-703-2171 or email me at lou at wdwradio.com with yours. What do you think? And that's the question I want to leave you with is what do you think the most impressive top special effect in Walt Disney World is. And look, somebody might say, I think the geyser at Wilderness Lodge is just awesome. You don't have to confine it to the theme parks. Do you like how I threw another one in there? (laughs) That was very good. So, (laughs) but uh, these are always fun to do. And and again, I, I love sort of discussing with you and inviting other people to think about it themselves because I think so many of these things are sort of subconscious they don't necessarily pay attention to it unless you're a geek like me and you're looking for some of these things and you wonder how they do it and I think sometimes not knowing how it's done is definitely part of the fun and speaking Tim Foster of just just not knowing how it's done but impressive nonetheless and this is me patting you on the the virtual back hey issue 9 of Celebrations Magazine nice transition right Almost done. Yep. Almost, Almost done. done. Uh, I, I have to tell you, I, I've seen the proof. And, and Tim Foster, I give you a golf clap. Because just hey. take me out of the equation for a second. As a Disney enthusiast, just beautifully, beautifully done. Ah, uh, thanks, Lou. Your $5 is coming. <laughs> That's me sucking up. <laughs> uh, um, of course, Tim is, is the master creative force behind Celebration. So... Like I said, issue nine, almost done. If you guys want to subscribe, back issues, you want to contribute. Tim, obviously, we're always looking for photos and articles and letters to the editors, anything at all. You can follow the link over at celebrationspress.com. And just to clarify, issue nine should be, for those who are anxiously awaiting for their copy, probably February or, or late January, just so you don't get too anxious. We have to go through that whole... You know, print the thing. Disclaimer, and right? Um, I want to throw out, too, for anybody who hasn't gotten the word yet, we did do a reprint of our second issue, which was our holiday issue from last year, which we had sold out of fairly early on. So uh, anybody who's missing that issue and would like to get it, um, it is available at celebrationspress.com. And um, as well as a Tomorrowland issue, if, which was sold out as well at an earlier time. A um, couple sold out issues remaining, but we hope to get to those soon. So... And again, if you are interested in getting those, just feel free to drop us a note and let us know you're interested. We'll add them to the pile, and that'll just make it that much easier to do. So, Absolutely. And if you like what you read and you want to be a part of it, we know we're always looking for additional members of the Celebrations team. If you want to volunteer your time and talents in other areas other than writing, like sales or marketing, whatever it is, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. And if there's something that you don't like, you can go to guide to the magic.com and litter Tim Foster's <laughs> inbox there. <laughs> and without spoiling the magic, if you do go to guide to the magic.com, Tim has got some great books and I've said it before. I think the guide to the magic book is just so very well put together and just a beautiful book for kids and adults alike. So definitely head on over to guide to the magic.com as well. 
not too many spoilers in there either. So. Not too many. I saved that for the private tours. So, and um, and hopefully we'll have another celebrations meet coming up soon. I, I think it should involve you riding Tower of Terror. That's okay. just me. Uh, so. <laughs> But again, uh, thanks so much for doing these with me, Tim. I, I really enjoy it. Always a pleasure. Top 10 rides Tim Foster won't participate in. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> and we can everyone bring a piece of fabric or something that's a green, and whichever one matches my face the closest gets a prize. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks again, Tim. All righty. That's going to do it for this week's show. Big thanks go out once again to my guest, Top 10, Tim Foster. You can find him and his books over at GuideToTheMagic.com. But we are so very excited about what 2010 and beyond is going to bring for Celebrations Magazine. Remember, if you want to subscribe, order back issues, or contribute, you can go and visit us over at CelebrationsPress.com. I said at the intro to the show that I was going to have a special announcement about next week's Meet of the Month. And again, I apologize for the delay in getting details out. Hopefully when you hear what I have going on, you'll see and understand why. So I said that for a lot of reasons, I've had to very uncharacteristically hold off on confirming the exact time and location for January's Meet of the Month. I did promise you that I was still going to have one, not just because I always want to have the Meet of the Month, but because, of course... It's Marathon Weekend. We've had meets for the past three years. Certainly would not want to miss one now. But the real reason why I've been holding off on giving you an exact time and location, and it is going to be Saturday, January 9th, is because this meet is going to be a little bit different and I think pretty special because I'm very excited about this. And again, I'm so sorry that I've had to kind of keep it under wraps until now, but here's why. Because in addition to our regular meet of the month and the marathon get-together, for the first time ever, we are going to be doing a WDW Radio live broadcast and chat, not from the studio down here in Naples or even at Disney Resort, but from inside the Magic Kingdom. That's right. On Saturday, January 9th, I'm going to be doing a WDW Radio live from inside Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. And that is the reason for the delay in the announcement, because I've been working on details and a venue and a time, everything else, etc. What I can tell you at this point is that it will be Saturday afternoon in the Magic Kingdom, because I am still waiting on final confirmation on a couple of small details. So what you're going to have to do is this. You're going to have to keep an eye on Twitter and on Facebook and or the forums for the exact location and time, which should be available sometime on Monday, January 4th. Now, what I can tell you is that as for the exact time and location, it will not be in our traditional location where we've held our marathon meet for the past few years, but it will be in the Magic Kingdom, I promise you. And as for the time, 
It will be in the afternoon, which is going to give people who are watching and running in the half marathon on Saturday time to come by. So if you are going to be in Walt Disney World, please feel free to come by, say hello, join us on the air live. I'm going to have giveaways as well. Would love to meet you just like any other meet. So please come on by. There's no need to RSVP. You don't have to sign up, anything like that. Come early, come late, stay late. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, really excited about this. I've been wanting to do this for a long, long time. But if you're not going to be in Walt Disney World, this is the best part. Because you can not only watch, but you can chat with us live simply by going to WDWRadioLive.com. It's free. You don't have to download any special software or downloads. You can just go there, watch us live in the Magic Kingdom, and chat with us real-time in the text window. So if you have been a box person in the past, you asked for another chat, and I wanted to deliver something extra special for you, so this is what I've been trying to work on. Again, the best way to get the exact details, which I do expect from Disney on Monday at some point, is by following me on Twitter. You go to twitter.com slash Lumangelo. Again, you can follow me free there, get instant updates. Follow me on Facebook or join the WDW Radio group. I'll post there as well. I'll create an event page there and also on the forums. And I'm going to put links to all these in this week's show notes at wdwradio.com so you can find it as easily as possible. Again, sorry for the delay. Hope you guys understand because we have been working on the details on this for a long time and with the holidays, everything else like that. But again, Saturday, January 9th, in the Magic Kingdom, in the afternoon. Stay tuned for details. Join us for the very first WDW Radio Live video broadcast and chat. Super, super pumped for this. Hope you guys can join us. If not in the Magic Kingdom, then inside the box. Looking forward to seeing you there. Speaking of other meets and things coming up, I, I'm excited day to day as we as we inch closer to February 2011 and the WDW Radio Cruise on the Disney Dream. Got a lot of people coming already. If you're thinking about joining us, it's going to be on the all-new Disney Dream, February 27th, 2011. If you're thinking about booking, I suggest you look into it now. Remember, you can make a deposit now. Get a full refund up until about 120 days out from the cruising date, so you still have more than a year to think about it. Categories are filling up, and have a couple of them have sold out. Uh, so if you're interested for more information, for deck plans, photos, videos, a no-obligation quote form, you can visit www.radiocruise.com. Again, you'll also find links there to the forums as well. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, Email me at lou at wdwradio.com, or if you want to be heard on the air, call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171. Also, be sure you go to the site at wdwradio.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. I'm going to be launching an all-new newsletter this year with information, articles, links, exclusive special offers, and lots more. Again, it's free. All you need to supply is your email address. That is just the first of many new things that I'm planning for and going to announce, launch, and release this year. So definitely stay tuned. Again, 
Come by Twitter. Come by Facebook. Come by the forums. Also, big thanks, as always, go out to my partners and sponsors, including MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. You know they are my official and recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs. Visit mousefantravel.com. All-Star Vacation Homes has more than 150 homes within five miles of Walt Disney World. You can visit their site at All-Star Vacation Homes. And if you're thinking about buying or selling the Disney Vacation Club, look into doing it by resale over at dvcbyresale.com. You'll find links to all these, again, right on the homepage at wdwradio.com. Finally, quick congrats to Kenny and Danielle Johns, who welcomed in the newest Disney fan and hopefully future listener, Emily Francis, into the world recently. Congratulations to the both of you. As always, my friends, if you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Review this show on iTunes. Come say hi on Facebook, Twitter, the forums. And of course, try and come by the meet of the month or join us in the box on Saturday, January 9th. And of course, thank you as always for taking the time and tuning in. 2009 was an amazing year. 2010 is going to be even better. So remember to always keep moving forward. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hi, Lou. It's Darlene from West Seneca, New York. Just wanted to say Happy New Year and best wishes to the new 2010 year and Looking forward to the Dream Cruise in 2011. We're almost a year away. You have an awesome new year. You deserve it. And so does your family. Best wishes. Thanks for the show, Lou. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Scott from New Hampshire. I just want to put out a big thank you to my wife for actually getting me your Volume 1 trivia book. For some reason, I did not have it, and I can't put it down. I read it to the kids on the nights that I'm home, and they just absolutely love it. It, gets, it puts them to sleep as they guess the answer. So I also got a game that I hadn't heard anybody talk about. It's Disney's Think Fast uh, trivia game, all about the movies, and it got me thinking. A WDW trivia Wii game would be absolutely awesome, but this game is pretty cool. So I just want to say happy holidays, and thank you for everything. Thanks, Lou. Bye. Hey, Lou, it's Josh. Um, I just wanted to call, and I wanted to congratulate you on another very successful year. Can't wait for what uh, the Disney community has to offer and what WDW Radio has to offer for 2010. Um, so I'm just I'm really glad that uh, I got involved in everything that I did, and uh, I just want to thank you for everything, and I hope everybody has a safe and happy New Year. I know that New Year will already be over, but... Hope everybody has a safe and happy 2010. Let's put it that way. So uh, I uh, just wanted to say that. Uh, and remember, everybody, follow your dreams. And remember, if we can dream it, we can do it. See ya.